This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Here we are on a cloudy June 1st. Yes. Cloudy? I see sun. Oh, it is sunny now. No, I see clouds. Um, maybe it's just All wild. the leaves are brown. Leaves are brown. I don't think we can sing the rest. That's it. That was, yeah. that was uh, good. Or we get sued. Anyway, we're podcasting on June 1st from Elusive. Is it June 1st? No, it's... Yes, yeah, it June is. 1st. June, it yes, is. yes. Happy yes. June first. Happy June first. Happy June first, Rick. It's summer. Yeah, no, Not it's yet, June twenty first. Well, uh, anyway, from Elusive Comics and Games two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California, which is today celebrating their fourth anniversary as Elusive Comics and Games. Happy fourth anniversary, Derek. Yeah. Well, th- happy fourth anniversary to you. Happy fourth anniversary. Yeah, uh, right? and that was store owner Anna Warren. She. she Yes, she's, and eventually she's into a dead mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that was Thank dead. You. There you go. Yes. Uh, so, wait, have we been podcasting here for four years? We've been yes. podcasting uh, about five years. Five years. Uh, it wasn't always elusive comics and games. Right. It was. Uh, uh, we don't like to talk about that era. All right. it, it was called Brian's Books for a long, 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 long time. And we then, didn't podcast at Brian's Books, though, did we? No, I don't think we ever did. I think it was always uh, after Andy Andy Mead had bought, bought the store. and uh, Hellblazer. And couldn't decide. Thank you. Andy. Thank you. Could uh, either decide, couldn't decide if he wanted to be um, Monkey Farm Comics or, uh, or Fanboy Planet Comics. So uh, there was a... a Piece of paper in the window that said Fanboy Planet Comics, but it always. I thought it was like dot comics. It was FanboyPlanet.comics. You're right. Stupider. Because you had dot com. Right. Yeah. And uh, the sign still said Brian's Books. So. Genius. Yeah. Genius. That's what we believe in. Thank it's God like Anna a, came around. It's Gotta like, keep the customers guessing. Yeah. And when well, they're still guessing. For the first time in months. The big news of the week, because I can't imagine how it could get any bigger, actually happened right before we recorded this podcast. I and, planned it that way. And therefore, we are actually on top of the news, even though by the time you hear this on Sunday, <laughs> this Sunday. it's old news. But we'll have our opinions. And, uh, and those are news to us. Yeah, that's our own opinions? Yeah, they just pop what? out. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, so it's comics news. And that is, of course, that uh, last week... At a regularly scheduled podcast, uh, or I guess it was two weeks ago now because we did the Bacon podcast. That's yep. right. We didn't podcast last no, week. No, so two weeks ago. No, we sorry, loyal listeners. Two weeks ago, we they re- won't notice because they never that, missed one. We had one on Sunday. Yes. You're welcome, loyal listeners. The DC announced that they were only going to ship one book in the last week of August, and that was going to be Flashpoint number five. Boo. No, no, it turns out they lied. Oh. Uh, no, but I don't think you're going to be super happy with this. So they Liars. announced yesterday on at USA Today uh, that they were going to also ship Justice League number one by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. So, yes, an all-star team of creators, absolutely fan Wait, favorites. Justice League number one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't we talk about them rebooting it or something like that? Well, but that's what we're saying. That's that's what it is. This oh. is the beginning of an entirely new they gave DC more universe. And Justice League number one is going to be featuring Jim Lee art with Jim Lee redesigns of every character, even Superman and Batman. Wonder Woman is portrayed on the cover with... Uh, an outfit Wait, very similar to the controversial one that she had in the Jamie Michael Straczynski Wonder Woman run, the black pants. Didn't Ru- Jim Lee just do this like a couple years ago? No. No. All-Star Batman? Well. No, that was Frank Miller. It was rewriting, but the costume wasn't different. It wasn't a redesign of the mm. 
character. Well, he redesigned some of the other characters. And he, I mean, and yeah, but, yeah. so you're okay. right. There it is again. They, we've had All-Star Batman that All-Star revamped. All-Star Superman. Which then they officially said that the All-Star Batman and, uh, and Robin actually is the precursor to The Dark Knight Returns. So that explains the differences. But and oddly that, enough, and Batman. his own Frank Miller universe. For being so you know grim and um, you know staunch and motivated, you know, evilly, not evilly, but deadly motivated, he, he does change his costume more than almost everybody else in the DC Universe. He is like the Janet Van Dyne he of is. the DC well, Universe. Well, he is a rich, spoiled playboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They like mm-hmm. their fashion. They do. Uh, and so, uh, not only that, then there's also going to be 51 other number one issues as basically, or at least it sounds like, every title in the DC Universe Does DC even have 52 titles to reboot? I don't know, so maybe they're going to launch some (laughs) new ones. Because included, apparently, is that there's going to be a My Greatest Adventure relaunch. What? Yes. What? Uh uh, No, seriously, what? Yes. Uh Uh, My Greatest Adventure. You can't answer yes to what? Yes, I can. Huh? Yes. What? What? Yes. I Mm. can. So, uh, My Greatest Adventure is going to feature Tanga from the Weird Worlds uh, anthology that they had with Lobo and Gar- and Garbage Man will also be continuing in there. The wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A book featuring Tonga, Garbage Man, and Lobo? It's like it's like all our dreams come true, right? Uh, I mean, we talked about it months ago. This no. joke is oh. stale. Did I do that joke then? No. Oh, well, there you go. It's, it's news to me. But anyways... Lots of things are. I know. I have to say that I followed, huh? I followed that series all the way through. The last one just came out this mm-hmm. week. And even with this issue, I'm going, do I really want to continue with this? But anyway, that's where they're continuing. So Yay. Uh, rumor has it there'll be a Dead Man relaunch uh, in there. Uh, that's great. It's in leak that there's going to be a Batman relaunch. I like that. Uh, I haven't seen that sorry, before. Sorry, a Batgirl relaunch. Barbara Gordon will be Batgirl again. So kind of a setting in everything, a wheelchair. No, everything's oh. setting back to a to a younger, hipper, and that's what the article in USA Today said: younger, hipper, perhaps more ethnically diverse DC oh, universe. Brother. They're talking up cyborg. A lot cyborg more. is like the big guy that they're pushing it with. You know, um, you can't just make a big guy out of somebody who's not who's really just not a big, a big guy. guy. No, um, Grant Morrison will be riding super uh, Superman. Superman will be single again. So Mephisto's not involved. Oh, Great. But Superman and Wonder Woman might be knocking little red boots. Blasphemy. What's happened to Lois? Who knows? Batsman? She's going after Batman? Why not? Dick Grayson. He's kind of a whore. Uh, there'll be a Nightwing number one. Uh, Ooh. But, uh, it may but not it's going to be Damien. It may not be Dick Grayson. So Boo. no one no one really knows any solid things. Just a few titles have leaked out. Who's the artist? So this no is like Marvel's knows. new universe or Heroes Reborn. Or ultimate, or? I, I, mean, I think Heroes Reborn like is probably Heroes Reborn is probably a pretty good way to cap this. I think because the thing is that at the end that if it doesn't succeed, yeah, there's nothing that says they don't have an escape clause to go right back to the way things were. Yeah, who's the bad guy they're fighting to, to but snap even, this all back in But place? even Action Comics number one, Action Comics, which is just did nine issue nine hundred one, um, is going back to number one, and Detective is going back to number one. So everything is just starting over. Wow! Yeah. So I could own an Action Comics number one. You could for significantly less money than it would uh, get net you at uh, Christie's auction. Not too shabby. So I put this out to the uh, Fanboy Planet, uh, the Fandroids on the Facebook page. And we got a couple of responses today. I'm very thrilled by this. Um, yeah, I know. I got the emails in my inbox. Oh, good. Thanks. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Did you get the emails? Your sacred email? inbox well, yeah, was sullied by for email? Because re- I guess I'm an admin on the... Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. John Vieira writes in, I'll be buying Action Comics number 903 in August since there will never be another comic book to have such a continuous run in my lifetime. Except maybe Thor. And as for the new Action Comics number one, I can purchase that digitally anytime, anywhere. Which we forgot to mention, this is the controversy. All these number ones are going to be day and date release as digital comics as well. Yeah. Say awesome. Two new two years from now while hiking in Yosemite or something. No rush to buy all the new number one issues. They're going to buy them at just the push of a button someday. Now, I don't know that. Do they kind of rotate that out? Do they, have they been taking some of these books off? Oh, of, no, yeah, no. Dude, how do digital comics like age in price? They don't. They don't. 
So that's yeah. kind of stupid to have them. They are not collectible. No, it, it isn't stupid because uh, if they're collectible, DC doesn't see any. Yeah, money I guess you're right. That that's all secondary, ba- market. secondary market. Yeah. Who gets screwed? The retailers. You know mm. what? You know who does? I mean, what really does get screwed is if you can buy all those back issues, you don't buy trades that much. What? Yeah. Yeah, but like, see, you can issues, answer yes to what? Single issues, though, usually get their popular in the secondary market because of something Happening. that happens, right, or right. an artist takes over and it's his first run, or yeah. a writer's first run, or something. So it's yeah. like, yeah, how is that going to work? Well, with there's the nothing comments? there. And the other thing is that that DC just kind of like dumped this on USA Today without communicating to the retailers first. So there's no word yet to retailers or readers. Is there? A, a, can I come into Elusive Comics and Games, and and if I feel like I want to support the store as well, yeah. and, but I want to get the digital copy, can I give a cut of that to Elusive? Because Diamond had announced they were going to find a way of doing it, like having the iTunes gift cards for for digital comics. You know what? Kiosks. Well, you know, I was. I well, was, that doesn't help me help Elusive Comics. No, I was on a, you, I was on a panel. They can set up kiosks in their store. You could plug in your iPad. And download fantastic it. idea. I don't know. I was on a panel at Baycon. Laptop. Since they stole the multicolored Thor, Thor hammer things, I'm sure that that's actually what's going to happen, and you'll have thrown another great idea out just there. Just an idea, man. It yeah. happens. Yes. I was on a panel at Baycon. I uh, you recall that? I was waiting for somebody else. Uh, about uh, e-reading, e-readers, and right. uh, publishing and such. And actually, it started me thinking about this. One of the problems with e-media is that. Uh, the readers can be left behind when operating systems move forward or when or when there's a shift. So let's say you have an iPad and you've got a reader that's specifically for iPad. It doesn't work on any laptops. And then you know, 10, 10 years from now, when Apple decides that they're not going to migrate to the new cerebral reader or whatever from iPad, all those documents you have cannot be brought forward because they're DRM'd and, unless you break the law. Or somebody will write a program that converts or upconverts them or something, right? Maybe, but Apple has had a history of invalidating prior readers. And, and you know, if you say somebody could do that, it doesn't mean that everybody who has those books has access to that somebody who right converts so to them. them it's you just it's it's like what the music industry did and and what the film industry is doing with home video yeah the well, other thing too is you know what else you need for uh, e-readers electricity so right, when, I, saw, I saw I saw Book of Eli you're right yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. books have power too yes yep. Uh, so it's true. I'm still I'm not going digital, but but I know that there are a lot of people that do find convenient, and maybe that'll bring in new new readers. But as, um, as I thought, is you if you're trying to bring in new readers, you don't make an announcement for something that's going to happen at the end of at the end of August. That's hap- You don't make the announcement at the beginning of June, hoping that new readers who might possibly be interested will remember that for three months. They, they, they. Especially go in, in such a buy it now type, yeah, you know, yeah. marketplace. You announced that a week, and, and and that's and that's a schism that's going on in marketing in general in comics, and I've seen that with publishers trying to figure that out. Is the system is a little broken? You get diamond previews. You have to order things three months in advance. That's why they announced it today because it's coming out in in this month's previews. The stores have to, the retailers have to figure out how much they should order. They have to figure that out now, right? But the average person who isn't a comics fan who they're trying to lure into the store isn't going to know that you can't walk in today and get it, even though you saw it in USA Today today. Right. They don't walk in and say... Well, they're not going to scour that. They're, they're just going to get an impression that these things are changing. They might walk into a store and go, oh, where is it? And they'll forget. And, yeah. And yeah. that's how the store gets you. Because then they go, well, we have all this other stuff to tie you over till then. We, the have, last three we have issues Flashpoint. Of <laughs> we have this very alienating, um, if you're not already reading DC Comics, read Flashpoint and you won't read them again. Yeah. Um, mm. hmm. so, so you read Flashpoint too? I have, but let's get to the other comments from the Fandroids. Mm. Uh, from, from Rick. Huh. Sitting yeah. across from me. He's I, not a Fandroid. He's my a- prediction. Can I, shall I try to sound like Rick? Go yes, right ahead. Please. please. Yeah. Okay, wait. Go right. Okay. My prediction, after a few months of this new nonsense, the next big event will be to reinstate the original numbering and retailer whatever costumes aren't resonating with the fans. 
Much as I like him, and Jim Lee is a very talented guy, but one artist should not be solely responsible for the look of so many iconic figures. Which I agree with. And that's the thing, is it sounds like Jim Lee has redesigned everyone in the DC Universe. Yeah. Although also, so it's kind of like Jim I, Lee destroys the DC Universe. And by the way, I acknowledge it was a terrible Rick. I should have just handed it over to you. I did. And I was afraid it was going to turn like into a Michael Goodson. sleepy Thurston Howell Third. Oh, I... Ooh. You've called Debbie Lovey. I've heard it. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we will con- you know, confirm. I've also tonight. called her Ginger. Yes. Oh, oh gross. No, no. Uh, but one of the reboots is a, there's a Grifter number one coming. So there's a Jim Lee character. Oh, really? That mysteriously that was the unredesigned. One yeah, they were like, um, here, Jim, we're going to give yeah. you one of your characters. Uh, but I, I agree with that. No, one artist should. But, but here's Jim Lee, one of the chief. Architects, uh, chief architects of the DC universe, and it really is. It's Jeff Johns and Jim Lee, completely in charge of everything, and assigning off and going. Here we've got this idea, and and I like Jeff Johns, and I think he's a talented writer, and I've enjoyed his work. But it, but he doesn't strike me as. How do I say this? You know, when Grant Morrison wants or Alan Moore wants to take a thing, I really feel like it's really visionary. When Jeff Johns, it's a isn't it cool for the moment? Yeah. What's that saying about absolute power or something like that? Corrupts absolutely. Can oh, okay. Run forever. Absolute Just power can't run forever. Can run forever. Oh, oh okay. Is that bunny? N- no. No. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Uh, we've ground this to a halt. One last uh, comment, Sean Orion King. I'm seriously looking at this as a perfect jumping-off point. <laughs> I spend too much money on comics, and they're about to reboot the whole universe. Maybe I won't be there in the reboot. There you go. So. Because think about Which it. Which reminds me of that great Astro City story when a g- guy is caught in a reboot but his girlfriend does not reboot with him and uh, he keeps dreaming of her and not knowing who she is. I don't remember that one. So is that like one of the first ones? Yeah, it's one of the, it's, it's actually in the, the one half issue that Wizard released. So it's all, so the trade yeah, paperback okay, had it. Yeah, sounds vague. It's familiar. a really good story. Astro though. City was so good. Yes. Until but it anyway, started to suck. Until, until it got rebooted in the uh, post-Flashpoint universe. So... Yeah, I flat. This is big news, and I, but I'm feeling as I look over the internet, most people are just going, Meh. yeah. And just as like everybody, I mean, that's the other thing too. You've got this big tentpole movie coming up. Whoa, lost my hello. You're fine. It's yeah, it was fading in and out. Um, big tentpole movie coming out this summer, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, are you leaning on your volume switch? And no, just as, and, but but I'd say right there, Justice League number one. Now looks, uh, Green Lantern looks a lot more like the uh, Ryan Reynolds movie costume. So it's not a huge redesign, but enough to make it look more like what people who saw the movie were going. Sure, but I'm just saying it's like, and then when everybody's all excited about DC Comics and they walk into a comic shop, they're going to go, that doesn't look like the Green Lantern I know. So Batman didn't look all that different. I mean, he looked kind of, kind of like the costume from Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Yeah, and, but the thing is, that, and the other thing is that was sort of not mentioned is that DC already also has the Earth One hardcover graphic novels coming out. We know, you know, Straczynski wrote the first volume of Superman. There's Jeff Johns writing a Batman Year One, uh, Earth One, not Year One, Earth One, yeah. uh, that's supposed to come out soon. Uh, and there's a, a second volume of the Superman one. So already there's there is that modern, hip, uh, what if Superman and Batman were appearing today for the first time take happening right right you know so how many of these are we supposed to take now is all this supposed to exist too in like a flashpoint storyline it's apparently whatever happens at the end of flashpoint number five will take off jump off into this and it'll provide it'll probably be a year's worth of story it like, could be. Like they always do. With it could be. Because it's clear what's happening in Flashpoint is that Barry Allen is trying to restore what he thinks the status quo is, but maybe the timeline's so messed up through Booster Gold, it's made clear that this, re- that this reality has taken hold and there's no escaping it, even if you had that ability. Um, and I did read Flashpoint number two, and I read all the crossover books that came out this week. So, one very clever, I was telling Rick, <laughs> there's. Um, Abin Sur, Green Lantern. So if you've seen all the commercials for Green Lantern and you walk into the store and you see that, you go, oh, that's great. It's like a prequel to the movie. And it actually doesn't predict, doesn't invalidate anything. So even if you didn't know what the larger Flashpoint issue was, you'd kind of go, okay, it's 
There's well, because Zoom can't get into outer space to change that time, can he? Uh, it's it's <laughs> possible. It's possible. Well, it's just time everywhere, though. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, he has to be able to travel. I mean, can the Speed Force take him to other sure, galaxies? Sure, the Flash could travel. Why not? He can travel back in time, but could he travel distances? And Zoom's powers are greater than that. So, uh, it's well, like for example, could could Flash go to Oa on his own power? I don't know. There's an implication in here that whatever in this new reality, uh, the Reverse Flash has control over all the Speed Force. No Speed Force is leaked in. There has never been a Flash. Jay Garrick was never the Flash. So there was no Max Mercury. There was no earlier Quicksilver. Anything. Who is Max Mercury? But um, now, what about the ones who Jesse Quick? She uses like a formula. Does she use the Speed Force or no? Yeah, they all access the Speed Force. Uh, okay. So none of them exist. The other books that came out this week for it: uh, Batman: The Night of Vengeance. That's the one about Thomas Wayne being, and and they put all stars. So this is uh, Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso, the team that did 100, 100 Bullets, which was a great Vertigo series. Now they're doing this work on on this Flashpoint crossover, and you could pretty much ignore everything about the Fla- about Flashpoint so far in that book, and just go, "It's an interesting alternate universe story with Thomas Wayne as Batman instead of Bruce Wayne." As that Batman. interests me zero. This this I is reminding it's me. a good it's more of a gritty crime thing, which I yeah. figure you get Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso in. That's what it's going to be. Wait a minute, a gritty crime Batman story, or but it was set set in a bit grittier like. It's not playing with Batman. When 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 these two actually did a regular incontinuity Batman story, it they just they altered the character so much to make it fit the way their work mm. usually goes that it it just it was an interesting was that, story. That how didn't long ago fit. was that? Was uh, that like five six years? Five ago? six years ago. Seven. Was that when they were like coloring it in like all weird colors, like red and? It was shortly after that. It was shortly okay. after that. Because I think I read those. Yeah, and then. Um, Secret Seven, which has the character everyone was clamoring for, Shade, the Changing Man, uh, kind of a combination of the Vertigo version, written by Peter Milligan, who did the Vertigo version, but also includes a lot of the Steve Ditko continuity from the 70s. There is Shade a, was who again now? The Changing Man. He has this this vest, the M vest. He's from another dimension, and so he can alter perceptions that and alter himself so that his form his shape sort of it's almost like a mr fantastic only just but a couldn't he change the, like wasn't he like a shadow like character that could no no i think it's somebody else that's no, the, the, the shade, shade has the a, shade, the shade. Wrote. yes and who will be coming back in a 12 issue the shade series. was like a green arrow villain right or uh, it was a golden age flash villain who was the one the, the shade's gr- involved in the green arrow kevin smith and Brad yeah Meltzer's the story. one yes. he like put in charge of his yes. stuff okay yes. that's what i thought yes um, so you're talking this guy's Shade Man? Shade, no. the Changing Man. Changing and Man. And the yeah. Shade gave Green Arrow the ability to kill Prometheus in... Uh, oh, right, in, in Cry for Justice. Cry for Justice. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's... So you can see my confusion. Yeah. So yeah. there's uh, World of Flashpoint, which is kind of... Uh, which is actually about Doctor 13 and his daughter. So they're using this Flashpoint to kind of bring obscure characters to the forefront. And I find that an interesting take... But, again, to kind of further what your complaint was a couple of weeks ago, right. someone like yourself, and I don't mean this is an insult, someone who is not really that steeped in DC continuity, mm-hmm. it seems kind of impenetrable to the outsider who these people are. Um, and Because f- part of the fun of an alternate world story is the recognition of, but, you can, but if it's going to be like Ultimate Universe, you walk into, ulti- into a store and you see Ultimate Spider-Man, you at least recognize that it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. The worst of those books was Ultimate X-Men, which was constantly trying to go, oh, you think this is like our continuity? No, bam, we did a change. And you know, it was playing with that expectation. That was where, where Spider-Man just worried about telling a good story. The Ultimate Fantastic Four worried about telling a good story. And the Ultimates worried about being a version appropriate for filming on the big screen. Mm, so this all reminds me so much of like the tangent universe stuff. And then there was another one I'm trying to think of where it was like a crossover DC Marvel um the amalgam the amalgam, amalgam. amalgam yeah, and stuff I like those too. too. Yeah. yeah. But um <laughs> yeah. And, which, which but the thing is down from the crowd. I'm just trying to think about this like back in the 40s when you went from the so-called what became Earth 2 to Earth 1. There really was like it was a seven year difference between the ending of pub- a publication. I think I think All Star Comics stopped featuring the Justice Society about 1947, mm-hmm. and then Showcase Number Four comes along in 1954 with the Flash. So a seven year difference, and 
tangent didn't bother me, and this doesn't bother me psychologically, just because it's <laughs> like, yes, you do have to occasionally update the characters. They did update the characters. The problem is that the so-called Earth-1, the Silver Age characters, never went away, unlike what happened in the 40s. These characters, most of them stopped publishing, yeah. so you were free to mess with them, and instead now it's, you know, you got to keep the IP, the intellectual property, alive, and you get to... But re- wasn't that the whole point of bringing back the multiverses so that yes. you could tell those stories? So I think yeah. it's so possible... So why not just do a multiverse well, story? Well, I didn't and say, now, there's nothing that says they can't revert back to what they were doing no, before. The, that's the big question, though, because is this just the rebooting of one one Earth in the multiverse, or is it the whole know. multiverse I don't know. again shifting and but going But Tom Brevoort, was in, uh, the editor-in-chief at Marvel, was interviewed yesterday and said was just saying, you know, good for them. Trying, They're trying to do something to make an impact. Yeah. And the USA Today article... Because Lord knows we don't want good stories. And the USA Today article made the point that the DC is always number two to Marvel. And so that's, you know, if everybody's talking about them for, for a week, yeah. that's what they think is going to happen. Instead of, yes... We know this. Get, doing a good story that people are into, because you brought this up sort of on the podcast at Baycon, or uh, it was the panel when we talked about All Star Superman. Yeah. Who in the re- in the regular world, non comics readers, is aware of All Star Superman being one of the best Superman stories ever told? It's maybe people who and, fall on that DVD. And who and who was aware of that DVD coming out besides fans? Where was the marketing yeah. to to? They just missed it. To it's reach out to people such beyond. A, such so, an opportunity. To so do telling the good story isn't as important as making a splash, yeah. saying something shocking. Don't they have the Warner Brother money behind them that they could push that? And well, do now that? you're talking about like Vanity Press. You know, let's let's see. I'm, Daddy's got money, so I can tell whatever stories well, I the want. The point was made at Bacon too. No, I just mean for marketing. We, we made this. Well, yeah, they, but, they did this uh, whole yeah, shuffle. True. Big high-profile shuffle with Warner, and they brought in Diane Nelson and this and everything. And uh, it was Tom. I think it was Tom Galloway that pointed out Diane Nelson seems to have just vanished. Yeah, like nobody's talking about that infrastructure anymore. We when for her. a month they were all, you know, but that was the story. Yeah, and she's gonna really. We've not seen anything other than you know you why got though rid of Paul she Levitt. she lost to Jerry Brown in the election. That's why different person. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Don't you dare cross those two. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I just, I just think all the you know, there's very few powerful I women. Know. So there I are very few fantasies up, about one of those women. Did you? Um, are you reading Fear itself, Lon? Speaking of the multi, no, I, I mean, no, and no. Well, I'm reading it. Are you okay? Yeah. Wasn't I'd that like you to report back titled phase. "The Many Hammers of Thor"? That was your title. Oh, okay. I think that was a good title. All right. Yeah. I, but fear itself seems to have, you know, gripped people. I don't know how well it's doing. Mm. I don't know anything. I want to give because I knew we were going to talk about this DC thing forever. I want to give a little, a couple of alternatives, uh, a little shout out. Um, that uh, were you familiar with in the black and white boom, a book called The Oz Squad. Yes, The Oz Squad has returned. Yawn. Okay. <laughs> Are um, there like the, the kids that sing from like Utah or no. something? Or? No, no, that's the Osmonds. Oh, yes. got it. No, the Oz Squad was uh, Dorothy, Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow as ass inter- kickers? interdimensional ass kickers. They wow. were yeah. Gale Force. I would watch that. Uh, yes. So um, there's a novel from original creator Steve Alquist, illustrated by, by who I think is the original illustrator of the comic, uh, David Lee That would Lee be Ingersoll. totally fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, Oz Squad, March of the Tin Soldiers, and it's available through a, uh, online through an app called Smashwords and being printed on demand at Lulu. Uh, and the original run is being collected into two annotated editions that are also available through Lulu. So it's the guy's doing it for himself, and I remember it fondly. Though it was one of those things where it was when it was... It was so over the top, grim and gritty. You knew it was a parody, yeah. But funny idea. It, it, it was fun. I mean, so it, I've contacted them. Hopefully, we'll get a review copy. Much more intriguing at the time when you didn't trip over four Oz parodies at, know, on your way into know, the store. I know, but you know, speaking of a store that where the owner used to publish one exactly. of those odd parodies, and that's why you keep tripping over them. Um, a good one, though, of course. I mean, yes. let's be honest. Uh, and uh, blankets. You read blankets, right? I did. The Craig Thompson. Uh, graphic novel? 
really? top shelf is getting. Was that a, about Michael Jackson's son? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, is getting deluxe treatment, which will be available in August. So you could get it in previews this month. I read blankets. So you get it in a hardcover. Then? A hardcover. You can get okay. it either a hardcover, soft cover with new that commentary. Is a huge book. It is a huge book. It is. Can you wear it to keep you warm? No, you that would be a, that would be a burn it to keep oh. you warm. But I would. There are better books to burn. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember now. Were you a fan of blankets? Yeah, I liked it. It's not. Very a, it's not. A, it's not a comic book story. It's a human story. It's, it's just a. It's boy's a personal of age story. story. Yeah. yeah, under the blankets between uh, of, of a boy and his brother and a, and a girl. And preferred goodbye, and Chunky Rice, but by the same guy, Craig Thompson. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, no flashlight. So it's worth mentioning because it's kind of the book that under put top blankets. shelf press on the on the map, and uh, so they're they're giving it the yeah. great treatment. So that would be worth mentioning. Let's go to movies, shall we? Yes. I want to go to the movies. Lon, can you give us... Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. We missed uh, First Class this week. I'm really bummed about that. Yeah, so I was going to say, could you give an, a sight unseen review of X-Men First Class? Yes, I can. Please do. There's going to be lots of fly- fighting and flying and action. Fighting and flighting? And uh, I'm going to guess we're going to see a lot of British accent and Scottish accent. Okay. And um, what about the White Queen? A lot of talk about we're different than them, but we shouldn't be different. We should fight for a cause where we can all be the same. What about the White Queen? Did you enjoy it? Uh, From your vantage point of Sunday in the future, compared to all the other X Men movie, I'd have to say it ranks right up there with them. What about the White Queen? The White Queen. I understand what you're going for. Yeah. No, I did see an interesting clip uh, on one of the talk shows. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they originally showed Kevin Bacon as Shaw, right? Yes. Sebastian Shaw. Yes. But he was wearing the Magneto helmet first. Interesting. Is what that about is that from the uh, not that continuity? I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. So I'm curious. But I should say the Magneto helmet was established in the films as being there to block telepathy. I thought that was in the comics too. I think it's yeah. Well, it's kind of the same as uh, maybe, Juggernaut's, uh, but it helmet. would make sense. That and then in the same clip, Kevin Bacon takes off the helmet and he goes, "Let's dance!" And then they all just went crazy. So it was cool, huh? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thank you for that that incisive review. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually liked it and thinks that uh, Michael Fassbender should replace uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond, and they really like the Bondish vibe. So I'm. I'm hoping, but yes, unfortunately, Lon and I were unable. Either neither one of us was able to make that screening in, in Sacramento. In San, When's it open? Sa- San Francisco. Well, there was one in Sacramento yeah. too. Yeah, uh, it opens Friday. Okay. So, um, Hangover Part Three got the green light today. Shocking. Yes, uh, and they promise it will break from the formula. How? I don't know. Can they do that? I <laughs> don't know. The monkey will get very, very drunk. Yeah, the second one. I guess we can kind of talk about it now. It's been two weeks now, yes, right? I or think a week. So. A week. The second one, the reasons they got hung over, they just kind of were like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Nobody cares. As long as you're hung over, we don't care. But it didn't seem as believable, did it? No, it didn't. Spiked but marshmallows? I found a lot of it less believable. Yeah, yeah. Although I would agree with you, they raised the stakes in a more believable fashion by having that the guys I found more interesting. on Tyler. It was more interesting, but it, it wasn't necessarily funnier to me. Mm. And you know what part cracks me up the most I keep thinking about? Is when uh, Galifianakis has go through his memory. Yes, and he and he remembers them all as children. Yes, that part. The, still the insight me. into his mental state was actually was a pretty clever thing. Although yes. I, I felt a little bad for those kids on the set having to shoot those scenes. Oh, I think it was great when they showed the kid getting his head shaved. But there was a, there was one thing with the with the stakes of the character that they, that they've lost is this sixteen year old prodigy at stanford trying to get his degree uh, to be studying to become a surgeon and no they freed him dude they freed yes they freed him. but there's no real consequence he gets his finger cut off and they go oh it's cool nobody ever actually nobody ever actually explicitly states he's freed or that there's any consequence to um well there is no way you can be a surgeon with a missing finger right no well, one I think, would trust I you. I think it was implied when he was on the back of the boat. It was going, implied, but please, there was nothing about this film that was subtle. So I think it's just a thing that they just ignored. You know, I think it I, can't, was, I shouldn't be looking for any meaning. I think it had more meaning. depth than you think. I shouldn't be looking for any meaning. I think it had less depth than you think. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say it was full of depth, but... 
was how Ed Helms was able to get a hottie like Jamie Chung. They just yeah, they just and like Ed Helms is like what in his forties and Jamie Chung's like twenty three, twenty four. Go on. You know what I mean? It's just it's such unbelievable. It's fantasy. Hollywood, Jake. Get over it. Yeah, there I'm just go. saying. There you go. Uh, and I know nothing beyond this other than it's full of fan favorites. I saw a thing, a line for a film uh, with Seth Green, Michelle Trachtenberg, and Katie Sackhoff mm. together in a film called Sexy Evil Genius. I have no idea what it's about, when it's shooting, but I'm there. I don't know. I'm smelling direct to video. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I think the puncture, it was sexy evil. Genius! genius. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> if it's anything like real genius, I might watch it. Oh, there we go. Um, and uh, as you reminded me that there, there was an announcement uh, or a leak, or I don't know how you would call it, what you want to say about it, that there was some movement possibly that uh, Warner Brothers is actively developing, trying to actively develop a Hawkman film. Yeah, because that would be go- uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Said it was kind of like the Da Vinci Code meets Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I think if you did a period, if you did a late thirties, uh, you know, pre World War II version, let me with pitch the, it. Let me pitch. Okay, pitch it. It's that rocket pack guy. You know, the rocketeer, only with wings. No, no, no. Let me let me give you a, a pitch okay. scene from the movie. Okay. Okay. What you said it was what Indiana Jones what it's, uh, the Da Vinci Code. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. All right, quick, hurry. We got to get the Da Vinci Code or whatever we're chasing it after. <laughs> yes, we're almost there. We're fighting people. And it's cool. Quick, give me this giant mask that looks like a hawk face and put these giant wings on me so I can fly around. I don't know why you haven't made it in Hollywood. What? Oh. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, though? I, mean, I do. You, imagine was, Indiana it was so Jones vivid. flying How around. How could I not see what you were saying? That was so vivid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who would want to watch that? I would. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, but honestly, if, you know, that's why Here's I like... Here's the only way that movie works. When James Robinson revamped with James Johns, the Jeff Johns, the Hawk, Hawkman back about seven or eight years ago, the first eight issues, which I think you can get at a trade, are great. They are exactly that. They are Indiana Jones meets the Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. They're great. But he looks like Hawkman the whole time, right? Yeah, uh, yes. So here's the only way that I'm movie I'm totally into that. Here's the only way that movie works. Never take him out of costume. Just have him walk around doing whatever he does with a Hawkman mask on and wings. I'm totally And, and have there. everyone just treat him normal. Excuse me, ladies, can I buy you a drink? Right. Just like the Baby Ruth commercials. Right. A Baby Ruth commercial? They did a series of Baby Ruth commercials with Hawkman. Oh, I seen. I kind of remember those. Like, Look them up. Go on YouTube. You can six find or eight it. years ago, right? Oh, or? it's been about 12, 13 years. Okay, but recent. In recent yeah. memory. Okay. Yeah. yeah. kind of remember those. Yeah. What was like the catch? Like he had like a weird, not catchphrase, but well, how did they end? Like what was I it? like Baby Ruth. He said that? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was all, ah! Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Fwee, fwee. That's what he would do always in the in the comics. Fwee, fwee, my brothers of the sky, tell us. Terrible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Hawkman movie. That's going to be so stupid. No, I'm down, totally down with it. So let's go to TV. Anything that you watched on TV this week that you uh, Oh, watched? yeah, I tried to watch The Killing this week. What happened? Uh, was killed? Comcast, for some reason, is upgrading their system or something. Really? And AMC didn't appear on my schedule or my my TiVo guide. Oh, no. So I have channel 48, channel 50, 51. I was like, where's channel 49? You have to pay extra for AMC now? No, I don't think. Well, I got to call Comcast. You might have to go in. Sometimes those channels can be turned off by a preference. Yeah, I got to have to check. But anyways, it was tragic. Yeah, but I will say this, though. I have been watching The Killing. I was tried. I was so sincere. And I was really uh, excited about it, but now I feel like. between a man and his TV. I get that. I feel like the show is uh, not as good anymore. Because you can't watch it? No, because it's just, you're getting to a point where it's making sense and it's really doing awesome, but now you feel like, oh, we've got how many more episodes? And now it just feels like it's falling apart because you felt like the arc should have ended at a natural, like... I think most series are that way. They go farther than they actually have story. Yeah, and it's just really getting to the point now where you're like, oh, come on. Now you're not even heroic anymore. Now you're just stupid, you know, so... Okay. Are you still watching Game of Thrones? I did watch Game of Thrones. And is it getting getting more into you now? Okay. I 
Is it getting more? You, is it, it, it got it, into me. Is it getting into your head? Oh, it entered me. And uh, I will say this. I like it. Um, my biggest problem with it is it's really hard to follow. Um, in the sense that I don't know what who everybody's names are. and what. I mean, I you know Stark... Yeah, because he's the main guy, right? But when they start talking about all these other people, the Lannisters and the well, you, you can you can figure out who the dwarf is and the the queen and but it's like yeah. when he starts talking about so and so's brother and so and so's cousin and my bastard son and this, and that, it's like I've got a solution for you. What's that? It's not just read the book. Go um, online and see who the characters are. If you if you go to HBO Go, you do they have watch, a printable game? No, like, no, no. They please? have they. You can watch the show in an enhanced mode that has a panel on the right hand side mm. that explains the different houses as they get introduced in the storyline. And so you're has, saying that I can't just watch the show as it is and enjoy it. I'm just saying I have to, to no. do my homework. No, oh, I, I mean uh, you. Well, I you were having essay, difficulty. Like so I have an essay prompt. I'm just saying, like. I, I've read the books and I still go back. I watch the episode, then I go back and watch it another time with the because it's not just like who's who. There's a, there's additional stuff about how they made the film, and it's well, like no. it's like a it's like the second audio track only with a, a video panel there on. Well, the this is what's happening on. Blu-rays I just really now. don't anyway, know anybody's yeah. name except Ed Stark. That's the only, I mean, everybody else's name. Like, I don't even know what the dwarf's name is. Eddard Stark. Well, whatever. Ed. They call him Ed. Yeah, they call him Ed. Eddie. What's the midget's name? Uh. uh Turin, shorty. Turin, Turin, Turin. Turin. See, you don't even know it. Is it's all Turin, Turin, Turin. It's something. Well, I haven't had Rick's to say had it a long, long week. It's been and a long. It's only say, Wednesday. Though, that's the point. And we had Monday. All right, what's Ed's wife's name? Uh, not Cersei. She would be Cat, Caitlin. Okay. What's who is the king? Joff. Oh, not not yet. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a spoiler. Uh, no, it isn't. He, he, Joffrey's well, it becoming. Just happened this week. Joffrey's become king, king now. Okay, but who was a king before him? Uh, 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 damn. See what I'm saying? The door. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you no, can, but that's my point. When you're trying to watch it, and you're, oh, and that's the other thing. I'm watching with my brother, who is not into these type of shows at all. Right. And he's just trying to watch and enjoy, and we're just sitting there trying to follow along. Can going, the man enjoy his Tostitos <laughs> while watching? A Game of Thrones. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And every time we just have to, we have to like pause the team and go. Okay, now wait a second. Now he's I talking have got about to who? try watching this show. Except, they, wait, what's the name of the guy who owns the whorehouse? Uh, Littlefinger. His name is, his name is Littlefinger. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they call him. He's uh, Lord. Uh, I, I don't. My problem is I looked at you when he said that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the man's name. Well, there you go. Huh. Um, that's what they call him. Now, but what's the name of the kid who joined the Night Watch? Uh, the kid who joined the Night Watch? Uh, I'm Ed. sorry. I'm, I'm, it's uh, uh, that's uh, Ed, uh, Snow. John Snow. And he's Ed's bastard son. He is. Okay. Mm. See, there's all. And then what's his? It, this friend? has become the new loss this for is, me. This is uh, I, I'm, this is thrilling to listen to for everyone. No, I'm thinking people at home are listening, going, yeah. But I wanted to. Talk. I had the same problem, Lon. It's kind of like when you watch Transformers Two and you go, "What robots are fighting each other?" I if don't you know. You have the same problem as Lon. Write in, <laughs> and we'll. And Rick will explain who every character is after he thinks about it for a few minutes. Okay, for a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to say was because he has the books with him right now. Oh, okay. One thing they did a lot of shows, and you were complaining about this this week with with the Memorial Day weekend. Was I? There were a lot of I shows was. that didn't show a new episode this week. Doctor Who, for example, did not show in, in some places in the did U.S. Not show <laughs> in the U.S. So, but HBO because after they had last week's episode, they released the the upcoming week immediately online so you could watch the next weekend's show but that's because they were trying to promote their new service it was it was marvelous it wasn't just that it was also anticipating the fact that there were people away on memorial day weekend they still had the show on memorial day weekend but you could have watched it early if you weren't going to be able to do the time because they were launching their new platform most of their stuff not only do they have a platform on online but they're also on demand through most of their carriers yeah so, but they so were I, trying to launch the new HBO Go platform, which right. is they're trying to have. How do a, I get this HBO Go platform? Go to hbogo.com. Are you an HBO it's subscriber? Like a Netflix. It could be. You go to HBO. Uh, you're on Comcast right, right now. So you need a Comcast login for the Comcast.net website. Sounds complicated, Rick. 
I'm just I'm envisioning Lord the conversation. You. I'm gonna ha- no. Okay, no, so let's not let's not chill for them because you know what they're not doing sponsoring us. And they turned off my AMC. As long as you don't turn off the AC, because your apartment huh? gets sticky in the summer. You would know, wouldn't you? I. Okay, so let's talk about some other TV things. Let's just do a little DVD thing. I want to say that, um, do you remember this movie that came out a few months ago called yes. I Am Number Four? Yes, I know. Which is sort of the um, Twilight Girls it was wanting to be. version of superheroes. It reminded me of a couple summers ago when there were all those shows about special teens being hunted yes, by. Yes, this is the film. It's exactly what it is. Special teen being wait, hunted. what was that movie? But this has your man crush. Wait, wait. What was the movie before? What, it was about a bunch of male witches that were all fighting each other? Do you oh, remember that's that? another one of those. Oh, remember? it was a Wildstorm series or something like no, that. No, but it was, it was a movie. Another one. Yeah, but no, 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 I know, but it was a, but it was a comic book. You know what I'm was talking was about, a, though, yes, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I can't think of what the name it was. That tried to be another Twilight so type this, thing. So uh, this has Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I love him. I know. I said, has your, your, your man crush. Wait, he's in I Am Number 4? He is in I Am Number 4 as the wise... Guardian warrior. Oh, he's like to, the grown-up himbo who's, who's to shepherd number four to adulthood, being tra- as he's being hunted down by by the aliens who took over his planet under the blankets. It also features Diana Agron from Glee. Um, Which one I is would, she? Uh, the gym teacher? No, no the no, uh, head cheerleader that was pregnant know. in the first season. The blonde. I don't watch that show. Who's from San Mateo? Um, I don't know so, who that is. Yes, you don't know where San Mateo no. is. No, I don't watch that show. You uh, work in near San Mateo. Yeah, no, no, okay, don't know it. Yeah, no, nope. okay, not acknowledging it. Okay, that's all right. Mm. That's okay. You, you. Have so a number four. Oh, what number was she? She's not. Uh, she's she's not, not a, a number because she's not one of the aliens. But numbers one through three have been killed, and so number four is narrating. To but wait, so who number numbered them? Did they number themselves? It's a little vague. But wait, why was Did six? And when seven? one dies, they took a ticket. Uh, and when one dies, the others get a tattoo or a scar on their leg that triggers that the that lets them know that the previous ones have been killed. And for reasons that are not quite explained, they have to be killed in order. Oh, it's kind of like nine ball. So it's I'm like not, a really yes. hyper organized yes, team. You're right. Thank you. It was like yes. Uh, it's uh, for adults and genre fans. It's probably not the best of films. I suspect if you were a 12-year-old girl, Not as I am related to one, uh, who was very envious when the magic mailbox spat out I am number four and said, you must give <laughs> this back to me. And I went, here you go. Uh, I, yes, it was uh, a slick movie that I found marginally more intelligent than Twilight. So perhaps that is damning with faint praise, but... Um, it's hey, not for if us. If the Olafant is in it, it must be good. Yes, because we have an Olafan uh, over here. The. I am an Olafan. Yes, uh, it, it's you know it's not or for an us. Olafant. But I can see that there's an age bracket that is going to be all over this. Are they not making any more? Are they in that tank? There's a yeah, well, there should be an I am number five and six movie. No, uh, there's a the Power of Six is the sequel novel that's going to come out. So because this was a, a novel pitched to Hollywood before it was written. Oh, brother. And the movie was made almost simultaneously with the uh, writing of the novel. So Was it better than Percy Jackson and the Olympians? I actually kind of like Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Okay. So I'm gonna, the book is fantastic. That's what I hear, and i got to read that. That's the a, movie. That's on my summer Not reading so list. Much. Eh. Rick and I had the chance to sample something that will be coming oh, out on did Tuesday. You? We did. Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Yep. Oh, the movie. The, the animated direct-to-DVD. Do you have it? I've only uh, seen the second half. Of Emerald Knights? Yeah, I saw it at WonderCon. Oh, oh yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, I told you about this, like, when WonderCon. Probably, yeah. I, when you talk, I just ago. sometimes fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. yeah, see what I mean? What did you think? I loved it. Didn't I say it was like one of the best ones I thought they've made yet? So. Yeah. Did, yes. you, did you see the Mogo story? Mogo story was awesome. Okay. Yeah, the Mogo story was a great adaptation. I thought interesting that they... Um, with Bofunga. <laughs> with uh, Roddy Piper. Roddy. Yes. But that they uh, that they had to credit it, of course, just to Dave Gibbons, even though it was Alan Moore who wrote the story originally. Uh, but Alan Moore will not allow himself will not allow on screen credit of anything he has done. But Dave Gibbons will take it. Dave Gibbons will take it and wrote the adaptation. Is that collected anywhere? Or I don't know. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, Justin. Although we also need to a moment of Shang-Chi silence. Shang Chi and my wife both watched it with us because after apparently last week in War of the Lanterns, Mogo was destroyed. Oh, what? Too bad. Spoiler oh, alert! It was last week. I know. Vacation, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I, did this to me last when you told me that what's her name was Sinestro's daughter. I read the that trades. Wasn't, that wasn't a spoiler. That was like from her, the know, beginning of her but character. I was you, in the middle of it. And you asked me. It was mentioned up top. Oh, that's it. it was never a secret. Oh, God. You Mo- just, you no, just, you Mogo, just don't, no. You just don't read all the words. No. You need Mogo. to do that. Okay. Don't take my Mogo. Um, I thought it was a good premise. I thought, although I would like to see another Green Lantern animated with Nathan Fillion actually getting to do something as Hal Jordan instead, instead of, of sound, sound folksy when telling yeah. Arisia stories. Well, he had a little bit of action there at the a end. A little. But yeah. so. Arisia was hot, though. Wasn't that Kelly Who? No. It's uh, Elizabeth Moss from Who was Mad Kelly Man? Who then? Kelly Who was the uh, Shogun. Uh, warrior woman. Oh yeah, uh, she was hot. I can't think of what the character's name is because I, I that was the one story I, I did not remember. recognize yeah. from p- comics, which it must have been. I think they credited it to Peter Tomasi, so it must have appeared somewhere. But it was in. Uh, is maybe one good a, thing a, about this series is they don't they don't invent much of anything no. outside of what was in the books. They did, they pretty much stay with the book. It was characters. very true to it. All I know is as long as it's got Kelly Who in it, sign me up. Okay. Yeah. We're friends. We party together. Now Did I had a, I told you before the show I had a question for you. Okay. And it was related to Batman and Green Lantern. Okay. And this is from Batman all the way. This is from Justin, my son. Uh, this morning we were talking about uh we were talking about advancing the of the spirit, Brett Schneider. He is. Uh it's a hell of a monogram. It is. It's tough oh. to fit. <laughs> the uh so his question was... He could not get a license, one of those license plates at Toys R Us Would with you name let on. Rick talk, please? My God, is the world ending? Um, his question was, could Batman wield... Uh, no, pardon me. It, given that the rings seek out the lanterns, why hasn't Batman been sought out as a ring bearer? Well, well can I go? Maybe. First of all, yes. there's already a protector of Earth in that sector. Or there's actually two. But there have been times So there when wouldn't need to be a new chosen one from Earth until the ones have gone. There are actually three on Earth. But well, Guy Gardner is actually assigned to a different quadrant. Now, so but he's been... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, though... So unless the ring necess- you know, needs that. But also, though, I believe in some stories with uh, Kyle Rayner, didn't Batman get a ring and fight with a ring on? Or well, there something? is an Elseworlds uh, where he was given the ring uh, in Blackest Night, I think is what it was called. Um, but not the Blackest Night. No. Okay. Um, I can't remember who the artist was on it, but it, you know, it was an interesting Elseworlds. Um, the other thing is, as they mentioned in the extras on the, on the di- disc... That now Green, the thing with Green Lantern, which of course you can tell from the movie because that line gets hammered home in the trailer for the live action film, you have the ability to overcome fear. Right. That Jeff Johns felt that that being the man without fear wasn't right. It should be true courage is not having an absence of fear. It is the ability to overcome it. And so Batman instills great fear. Right. Which is what. So the other thing you could tell Justin is when the Sinestro Corps was forming. The first Earth person to be offered the ring was Batman. Oh, okay. And so it, it came in and said, Bruce Wayne of Earth, you have the ability to inspire great fear. And he fought off the ring. It, it, took a, it, it possessed him. It was trying to make him a yellow lantern, and he fought it off. Uh, he does have the will, but I would also... So, yes, he's a possible candidate. I'm sure that he's a possible candidate. Here's the reason why. I, I said I don't know, but I suspect... That the rings evaluated you as a candidate, and because Batman is so obsessed about Gotham, he would not be a good right. sector. Green and there is Galantra. one other superhero. It was established at least in the Silver Age, who was supposed to be the Green Lantern before Hal Jordan and even before Abin Sur. Uh-huh. Guy Gardner. Nope. Well, Guy Gardner. That's one of the stories. Kal El. Kal El was was targeted in the early seventies. The Guardians told told Hal Jordan that that. Um, Sorry, it was after Abensor because Abensor uh, failed to prevent the destruction of Krypton, and he felt this was a great, great failure because the ring had identified that the baby 
at the House of L had was a perfect candidate, and it, that was who was in line to be his successor when something happened. But then the Guardians told Hal, it's okay, because I think it worked out all right. Uh, he became <laughs> Superman. <laughs> there you go. So, win-win. Yeah, win-win. So, the, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's an extra on this about uh, the psychology of overcoming fear, what makes a hero. What did you think of that guy? Um, the psychologist? Yeah. Aside from uh, the fact that his clothing didn't fit, yeah, it was weird. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get personal. I, I got the feeling like he I, I, borrowed his It was his kind of funny coat. because it would. Yeah, you can take personal shots. That I was did. a psychological test, though. He's wearing like and a I to see if you would judge him. He's I got guess. a size fifteen neck and a seventeen collar. Yes, um, and you feel superior. To and him. there was I do. Uh, and there was um, an extra which I haven't. Called you one I haven't Tell watched yet. That says the genius of Jeff Johns. Narrated uh, by Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the, uh, but but talking about it, the revamp. I was born. But you know, you have to say uh, the guy has ascended and and really brought Dreamland. He's ascended. Uh, he's ascended. Well, he's become chief creative officer, and he's become the uh, and he's revamped Green Lantern yeah. to the point that that it was considered viable enough for a film. He's revamping Flash, making Flash front and center. And he's, and he's gonna and he's gonna work his magic on Aquaman. That's another one of the new revamps is an Aquaman number one by Jeff Johns. And he still looks natural and comfortable in a trucker baseball cap. He does. And a tight green T shirt. Well, he's still the guy he was, you know, the Midwest kid who's uh, you know I will give him this that I never feel like he uh, at least on camera, that that he's forgotten that he was a kid who was in the attic reading comics. I yeah. just thought of something. Did you? So is DC it is trying to yes. Okay. DC is trying to catch up to Marvel films or Marvel Studios' mm-hmm. uh, you know track record of hit movies, right? So Green Lantern's really going to be that test, that lit- litmus test. Can't really consider the Dark Knight because no. that's kind it's of its, its own, own little right, universe, right, right. right? So. Marvel, all their Marvel. Who always makes a cameo in every Marvel movie? Stanley. Who's going to be the guy who makes a cameo in the Green Lantern movie? Stanley. No. Oh, that would be awesome. Jeff Johns. No one has said a thing about that. But you would think. But I would think that if he did, who could be? That would already be on. Dan DiDio. (laughs) (laughs) As as Hector Hammond. Um, No, but you're right. I think that's the thing. That's what. That's what DC is missing as far as in our culture that needs a personality wrapped around it. They yeah. need a spokesperson. Because I, I think, uh, honestly, like the average person doesn't really know Joe Quesada either at Marvel. It is still Stan Lee in most yeah. people's minds. Yeah. If they and, have anyone. And, and DC's, DC never really put it forth. And, and those pe- people aren't still alive. You could say, I guess, it, Julius Schwartz, but Paul he's Levitz. gone. Paul would be good, but Paul doesn't go back that far in the same right. way that, that, that Stan Lee does. No. You know, Stan Lee also goes, has he goes further back. I mean, than Stan Lee is almost like a character created by Stan Lee, the seventeen-year-old copy boy who ended up taking over the company. Yeah, I got it. Who? Adam West. He's not really involved with the. Publishing. I know, but but he is the he character. Is, he is the everybody actor. associates with yeah. Batman. And yeah, yeah. If and if DC paid a lot of money to Adam West to make him start pushing DC Comics. They yeah, might, they might but, have their uh, you own know, like, You could tell the other thing too with with Marvel how uh, at conventions they kind of let Robert Downey Jr. be the movie spokesperson, and it's clear that DC from their um, yeah. documentary that they released the, uh, they that they want that they want Ryan Reynolds to be kind of that smart alecky pitch person for DC. So, but getting back to your original question, I think you're right that if you wanted to have somebody do a cameo in one of these movies, Adam West. That'd be, I would I would I would squeal with yeah, glee exactly. if I saw him. I yeah. would totally. He, everyone would recognize him. Yeah. Everybody would go, "Oh my God, that's Batman!" Oh, you know. Yeah. 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 So if you are listening, DC, I just gave you another gem. You're welcome. Because apparently, Stan Lee is not does not have a cameo in X Men First Class, which is somewhat disappointing. Hmm. But he never did in the X. Oh yeah, he, yes, did, he did. X Men movies. Yeah. 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 But that would see that doesn't make sense though because X Men First Class is years in advance. But he's always a different character. They'd have to get yeah. a younger Stan Lee to be. They could digitize him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying he was in Thor as what the truck driver. Yeah, yeah. And, that was pretty uh, funny. And uh, who, J. Michael Straczynski was the guy who was going to pull the hammer. The first guy that tries to lift the hammer oh, is Straczynski. I didn't, I didn't realize that. And in the Asgardian banquet at the end, uh, Walt Simonson. Oh, and really? his wife are dressed as Asgardians. Oh, my. That's awesome. Yeah. So, 
uh, I love cameos. Yeah, I think it's great. I love I mean, cameo. Word I, up. No, I love. I, I love it. I love seeing these creators actually get the credit, even if people don't notice. Yeah, just seeing an acknowledgement that these characters Put didn't just. Set. Feed them for one day. Oh, absolutely. Give them a little screen time. Hey, have you That's ever, all they have want. You ever, have you ever enjoyed craft services? Yes, I have. Uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, yes, we had like prime rib. Awesome. I was on the set of Sneakers. Were you? Yes, I was an extra. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Saw Robert Robert Redford. Oh. I was going to say De Niro, but he wasn't. No, that no. wasn't him. Bobby D wasn't there. Only no. Was no. His but yes, it was fantastic food. You would think they'd skimp, but no, no, they don't. The extras get the same thing. No, it's great. It's yeah. great. We're talking big, big budget, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just happy when you River get Phoenix walked right. I'm me. just uh, happy God when you get soul. Nutella. You know, so mm. are we oh. done? We are. So if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Hey, Bill. Uh, <laughs> Should mention, hey, and Gaz walks in just at the tail end, uh, that uh, next week, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I will be in London. Merry so. old London town. Uh, indeed. Uh, so hopefully I will. Maybe we'll pot. You know what? If you want to hear me and Rick and a bunch of celebrity guests podcast well, we next should week, say, we should say next, next, right in next and Wednesday, request. June 6th. Let us uh, know. June 6th here at Elusive Comics and Games, the week after their fourth anniversary, uh, Greg Espinoza and Derek McCulloch will be signing Pug. Uh, and so, you know, it's a chance to meet creators. If you enjoyed that podcast, come by the store and meet them. And I hear they do little caricatures of you, too, like doing funny situations or something. Right? Oh, really? No. I don't know. Gaz okay. does, though, I think. Yeah, I so. think he does. He'll do whatever he has to do. Gaz draws, like, giant to heads make a buck. and then, like, you licking a lollipop. I do. What I don't do is have them doing... What did you? How did you phrase that? Doing funny situations? Funny situations, yeah. yeah there's interesting phraseology, the way you, you phrase Phraseology. That's what, that's what we yes. keep along around for. Interesting phraseology. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Lon Phraseology Lopez. Mm-hmm. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your, your powers, powers only for good. I never Too bad no one will ever hear that. <laughs> And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.